0: Hey everyone, it is episode 189 and 15 with Andy, Randy, and no Jeff. Yeah, That's a pretty good streak though.
1: That's right. That's a pretty good He's streak. He's doing important things today, so that's good.
0: All right, well it's our first podcast recording of 2020 without Jeff. Oh, well, that's right. So, eh, you know, we'll make do. We'll make <laughs> do and we'll see him probably back next week. When's he preaching again? It's been a while since he has been I don't fun, know. It's, it? uh,
1: I try to get him to preach, but they won't. Well, they no, know, know. They're not great cooperators sometimes. <laughs>
0: I, oh, man. Uh, he'll probably be doing it again soon. Oh, yeah. Last week was our first real episode of 2020, and we celebrated like a new decade just begun because we recognize that we are stewards of the love God has poured out into our hearts, and we are investing in whole life loving of people into a lifelong friendship with God. Did you notice a trend there yeah, that, you hole, know, this whole and this relationship and lifelong friendship? And, you know, there isn't a more rewarding return on investment than that anywhere, as far as the Christian is concerned. So, if you've missed any of the previous messages in this series, please, or any along the way, please go to hospitalchurch.org. You can find them there with a link to the podcast and any of your mobile devices Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker. You can find them all over the place. <laughs> all right. This week we continued this whole life series oh boy and this is our whole life strategy so now we've laid out you know we've got the new name we've laid out some groundwork and now we're like okay now we're going to put the nuts and bolts together and we're going to build a strategy that's going to work and the outline for this week's message reads like a manifesto impossible I mean if you could choose a way to challenge a fellow Christian that you didn't like very much To a list of things that we're sure to make them fail, well, we've got a pretty stout (laughs) list to get you started. Here's the paragraph. The hospital church strategy is a strategy for friends, family, and strangers. Strangers, we're starting. And it encompasses our whole life. Connect with people. (laughs) Demonstrate compassion. Meet their needs. Win their confidence. And invite them to join us in following Jesus. It doesn't fit in a box, and it can't be applied to just one part of our life. I mean, come on, Andy. We lost the introverts that connect with people. We lost the loners with demonstrate compassion. The church circle centric folks read right over, meet their needs, and win their confidence without noticing, and invite them to join us in following Jesus. Just seems like an empty ideal when we're already lost ninety nine percent of the tribe. I like the sounds of convincing and converting. Seems a bit easier, doesn't it? No, no, no
1: man. Well, we don't. We don't want to be stealing work from the Holy Spirit. Uh, we've taken that on pretty much as uh, Christians over the centuries. That we're going to somehow cajole, uh, convert, uh, twist arms, and get them to make a decision. Our track record's um, not good, there is it? No, and it's no, like, like uh, Constantine having baptizing his army with their swords out of the water. So, you know, it's and I really think that part of that is a is a heritage that we all sort of inherit. Sure, and forcing people to to follow Jesus <laughs> just doesn't quite work. No, but this whole idea of simply getting to know people. And getting to know them and sharing life together and then being interested in their best good, Mm. you know, and really wanting what's good for them and sympathizing when they have challenges and meeting their needs, it will win their confidence. And they're like, yeah, we want what you want.
0: Each one of those sounds so (laughs) good. Yeah. And then you just keep going and then you add another and you add another. And then when you drill down, you go... I'm not really sure, I mean, I know I'm not proficient at any of these. I'm not even lukewarm on a bunch, and I might be okay
1: in one. I would be I would be totally content <laughs> if all the introverts in our church would just go get to know some other introverts yeah. <laughs> and all the extroverts would get to know everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> take care of the rest yeah I, I really I, I think we've we've sometimes we've laid on the people in the church a burden to have to do something unnatural. Yeah. And so I'm going to talk about it probably this Sabbath at the beginning of the message, uh, a word to introverts after last week's message, because it could be a little overwhelming and it shouldn't be because introverts have friends too. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, we all do. Yeah. And so it will be done differently. Well, it might not be done with strangers. Can it be, you know, some of the introvert population may be much better at sympathizing and and desiring people's good. Mm. They may not want to get right in there and be, boisterous about it, but we have to really understand that each of us have gifts in different directions Mm -hmm. and there's not a right way and a wrong way. It's simply saying, move ourselves toward a personal intention. Instead of just like haphazard living, let's get intentional about noticing people.
0: I mean, if you think about it, the introverts might actually have some keen insight.
1: They have some advantages in a lot of ways. In a
0: lot of ways, especially when we're talking about people that we may not know or people that may just be off to the side that we haven't noticed. Because right. a lot of times those are the introverts who, not, I'm not saying they're being neglected, but they're they're happily off to the side right. and they know the comfort. So they might have a better way maybe to approach someone.
1: Well, everybody thinks I'm an extrovert and I have an extrovertish side. <laughs> and then you add that to my sanguine personality and it sort of does look that way. Yeah. But actually when I take... St- testing about introvert extrovert i land in the middle and we're called omniverts oh. and uh, we like time alone and we like to recluse and we like to be in the thick of the crowd the thick of it and yeah. so it's sort of a weird spot to sit um i have pastoral friends who are very introverted uh, some of the some of the greatest names in our denomination were introverted preachers hmm. who soon as the service was over Wanted to disappear. You know? <laughs> don't even look. No. To fl-
0: don't look for me afterwards. No, don't. <laughs>
1: don't even. Don't even try. And so, you know, there's the work within our armor, but be intentional about noticing people and connecting with people. I think if we look at each
0: of these now, the strategy, just in case you don't know, is connect with people, demonstrate compassion, meet needs, win confidence, and invite people to join us in following Jesus. I love the inspiration for this strategy. It came from the Ministry of Healing, page 143, and you gave an adaptation of that quote. And it said, Christ's method alone will give true success in reaching people. The Savior mingled with the people as one who desired their good. He showed sympathy for them, ministered to their needs, and won their confidence. He gave the invitation, follow me. I like the way we think about it when we read this strategy, and then we apply Christ's methods. To it.
1: Right, because it's really important. After all those things, then he invited them to follow him. After right, yeah, and, and really, it is winning the right to make the invitation to make the right. right. So you don't you don't invite total strangers to your wedding. But you've built a relationship. Right. There's been a lot of sympathy. There's been needs that have been met. There's been you know care for each other. Sure, and it's that that depth of friendship that then deserves and earns the right to say, Hey, I want you to come to my wedding. No, You wouldn't be right um, if you weren't there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we sometimes have jumped to the invitation side in Christendom with our witnessing models and our evangelistic strategies where we don't, we don't worry about a connection. We just go out to person X on the, the <laughs> borders of the land somewhere and try to cajole them to come in.
0: It's kind of the Jehovah yeah. Witness model. You just yeah, well, get out there.
1: Okay, and, I didn't say that. And get to the get to the door.
0: <laughs> now, I mean, all transparency. Sure. I love we have a they're, Jehovah's Witness lady faithful. who has come to our house in in at least in our area. I don't know which hall yeah. she attends. But since Ellie was just a baby or wow. even sooner, so that's 13, at yeah. least 13 years she's come to our house. Man. And she's a trainer, so she takes out the newbies. Mm-hmm. So I started to think about that as we were talking because Here's someone who is clearly comfortable in her faith. She's comfortable. But with us, she's earned the right to come to the door and knock. And we know we can answer. I mean, your bathrobe, it doesn't matter. She (laughs) wants a hug. She wants to know how everyone's doing. She knows everyone in the family by name. And we know that in that moment, we have agreed to disagree on all the things that Jehovah's Witness (laughs) and, you know, Adventists or Christians and, you know, all the things that we disagree on. But it's said with a smile, sure. it's said with a true sense of love. And whether or not that ever, you know, she's she's planting seeds, we're planting seeds, yeah. you know, it's on both <laughs> sides. And I think that part of it makes it sure. feel like, yeah, that's how we just need to be, you know, over time and to never just push someone away because you're like, I know what they think. The affirmation
1: I, of their humanity.
0: Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. But for Christ's method, okay, so it starts off a little daunting. Then we break it down and we go to the strategy and go, that's not so bad. I could probably do a little bit of this. Oh, Christ's method. I really like that. (laughs) But then when the way you presented Christ's method, for those of us who push hard every day to be successful, (laughs) self-supportive, taking care of our family, being generous with the resources that all this work and this busyness produces, but Christ's method, or at least the example of, you know, being with his family, his friends, his community, the family (laughs) business and carpentry. For the majority of his life, versus what we would consider traditional ministry, right. puts a different spin on what he found important or what he decided he was going to spend. How do we reshape yeah. our lives in a world and a society that demands so much of our time to make ends just to make ends meet?
1: Yeah, I you know I, I've thought about that because I tend to work on the workaholic side a little bit. Yeah, but the reality is we all spend a lot of time doing a lot, than, a lot of other stuff than trying to feed ourselves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> um, true.
1: You know, and do I sleep? Do I stay up really late? Do I get refreshed in the morning or not? And that's not usually about work. It's usually about entertainment and, or engagement with something else. So I, I really think that we are busy people and there's there's a lot of that going on. But again, just adding intentionality back into just it will, will change everything.
0: It can all seem pretty daunting, but one thing that was reassuring to me in this whole process was this idea that humans can't emotionally distinguish between being loved and being listened to. Mm. You said when we are listened to, we feel loved, and when we are loved, we feel listened to. The two are inseparable.
1: So I'm a preacher. I know. <laughs> I feel loved every oh, week. <laughs> every year, always feel
0: loved. And so, our need for love may be met by simply a listening ear. Mm. I mean, could making the first step towards living Christ's methods be more fully simple as just a listening ear?
1: Yeah, I. It's huge. We have discounted, and I could have gone off on a tangent in the sermon, but our culture is losing its ability to listen.
0: Oh, absolutely. And
1: so we we have. Things playing and noise happening constantly, but giving attention to it is listening, mm-hmm. and so it's it's really scary to think about what the implications of that are for peace talks, for nations, oh, okay. uh, all the way down to families. you know families, right? right? And so to begin to, to say, I'm going to give my ear, I'm going to intentionally lend my ear. And there's ways you can practice listening. You can be in a silent room and what are the sounds that you can hear? You know, you hear a clock ticking or do you hear a siren go by yeah. or a dog bark in the distance? But you intentionalize the work of listening. And man, when you listen to a person, they've done all kind of great experiments about this where they have total strangers hmm. talk for a minute to each other with direct eye contact and they can i mean these people end up dating or marrying each other kind of thing. it's crazy yeah
0: i think i've heard that before but it really it really resonated with this when you just stop and think to yourself and i know the phone gets a bad rap and i'm not saying it's not a part of it it, it absolutely is because even if you're using it you're on your bible Mm-hmm. In, you're in the Bible sure. app, or you're responding to an email, or even if you put it down, I'm still thinking about man. I've got this to do. I've got mm-hmm. this to do. I've got this to do, and whether or not you have a device in your hand does not mean it does not equal you being present.
1: No, it does not.
0: And I think that that is so much where it's like, hey, I I I just put my phone down. It wasn't mm-hmm. there, but it's like you're off in another place. Right. How many times have you been with people that? Oh, sure. Will just you know? Will they'll be gone and what? Yeah. What would you say?
1: I'll never forget I was at a it was called a festival of faith in St. Louis, Missouri back in the 70s, dating myself here. <laughs> um, but uh, there was a gentleman who was one of the speakers and afterwards would you know meet with people that wanted to say a word or get him to sign a book or something. And I remember being in line waiting to see him. And when my turn came, there were probably a hundred people behind me. yeah uh, The auditorium was still have buzz a buzz with people. But that man had the ability to have a conversation for, you know, 20 seconds or a half a minute or whatever he did with me. And as far as I could tell and he could tell, it appeared to be no one else in the building. Uh, he, he was so intentionally listening to me and communicating with me and being present. And so I think sometimes we may, want, we may need, if we find ourselves really scattered, it may be smart to take a two-minute quiet time. You know, yeah. And just sort of center ourselves back down, get in touch with the, the world again, yeah. and um, stop thinking about everything we've got on our list. So.
0: Well, it's funny. I
1: saw a – it's a
0: Instagram account called History Photographed. Mm. And it's really interesting. It's something – and it, it's completely random. It can be from 10 years ago. It can sure. be from 100 years ago, whatever. But it was like 1935. It was a subway train, and it was – like the car was full of men <laughs> uh-huh. predominantly yes, of course. in the, you know, the top hats, the hats and the jacket. And what were they doing? Every one of them had a newspaper up in front of them. Sure. This is not new. I know we no, like, we like again, we like to blame the device. We like to blame how busy we are. We like all these things that we can apply the blame to, but when it really comes down to it, it's an understanding in ourselves. Right. When am I quiet? When am I listening? When am I actually listening to what Andy has yeah. to say?
1: And the paper was really handy because it was big enough. You
0: could really right. hide,
1: you could really hide <laughs> behind that, baby. You could The you know. introvert in you really <laughs> liked the newspaper.
0: Well, the story about the Muslim and the Christian who met at a party as the birthplace of this amazing friendship that comes mm-hmm. out of it and this major life conversion for one of them, if you guys haven't heard this and if you missed the message, just press pause right now and go and, and – it's towards the end of the message, like in the last couple minutes. Sure. But if you haven't heard it, don't miss it because it, it just narrates a story that embodies everything we're talking mm-hmm. about and the power of just – and maybe it was just getting a little bit out of the comfort zone, making the first step, walking across the room and introducing yourself and then in truly – Asking some questions that are open-ended, that, you know, cause someone else to open up and tell their story.
1: Being interested in them. Right. And just yeah. being interested. I had one of our members who's a very much of an extrovert after the service came up to me after first service. is like, I, I just don't understand. He said, I, great message, but I, that's what I do every day. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I mean he's, he's in sales. And, and, yeah. and, I, and he said, I just wish I could help teach people how fun it is. And I said, well... It's fun because it's your personality. It's part, of, it's part of who you are. Yeah, yeah. It, it isn't nearly as fun for a person who's a much more shy person. That it can be painful to do that, yeah. and so they have to they have to ease into it in a much different way than you do. You you jump right into every person you meet in the world, yeah. and and another person may have to see the person several times and you know think about it and pray for that person and finally yeah. finally initialize the conversation <laughs> and and we're not in a hurry. We, and, yeah. You know it's great. The the sooner they can you know, know Jesus and follow him, the better for them. Sure. But we don't have to be in a rush. God's no. got this. God's got the timing
0: yeah. that he yeah. needs. Well, after you told that story, you said everything changed because one man was willing to leave his circle of comfort with the people he was most like and people he probably knew well and just walk across the room to mingle with a new person, to connect, to desire his good, to sympathize with his struggles, to meet his needs. And as a result, the Holy Spirit convicted and converted on yeah. his time. So let's say we're up to this challenge. I mean, the introverts, the loners, the church circle people that don't want to go outside of that, we're all willing to buy in. What's the one thing that we, if we just don't know, if it's not in our DNA to do it, what's the one thing that we can maybe lay our hands on or our thoughts on
1: and go, here's a place to start. I can do this. I think an easy place to start that should be totally unthreatening is to simply say, I'm going to practice this week noticing people. Hmm. Okay. That's easy. I can, I can, I will put my phone down or my paper or or my book and, and and I'll just observe humanity and begin to look at people and think about people and pray for them without even their knowledge, you know, it can be in your head. And I believe that if we start just noticing people, there'll be some that'll come along that there'll be divine appointments where there'll be a connection. Uh, I think when we're not looking at people, oh man, I'll I'll, I'll give a pet peeve now. Here I go on my soapbox. (laughs) Um, I was walking the dogs this morning around the lake and I passed two guys, two guys. One had been running, I think, and was now walking and the other one was jogging. And to both of them, I just said, good morning. You know, not in a soft voice. I mean, they had, they would have been deaf and had their earbuds playing really loud to not hear me. Mm -hmm. And no response out of either one because they're in, they were in their own world doing their own thing. And I, I don't condemn them for that, but it's, it's just so important to be able to notice and engage with humanity. Yeah, you, Everybody you're going to see every, everybody's eyes who meet your eyes just for a split second is a child of God with infinite worth and potentially turn it to an eternal friend with you. Yeah. So just to begin to notice them and, pray for their best good. God, I don't know what they need today, but you do. And whatever's best for them, can you deliver for them?
0: That's rewarding. When you do that and when you remember to do that Mm -hmm. or when your mindset is, and I'm not very good at it, but a lot of times I'll wake up and I'll say, God, someone today, you know, whatever, put someone in my path that, I mean, it may be a handshake. It could be a (laughs) smile. It could be, I I don't know what it is. I have no idea. And you'll find that if you are, out of your zone and you have a chance to meet that eye contact. You have a chance to say hello or open a door for somebody. And sometimes it it almost feels like the Holy spirit just taps you on the heart. And I was like, see, it's all I needed. You just, but you were paying attention. I just Mm -hmm. needed you to do this. Right. And they didn't even talk to you. Right. They may have said, thank you. Or they may have not noticed you prayed for them. And it's like, that's what I needed you to do. And so, Doing what we're talking, but doesn't always require some jump out of my skin and set myself on fire to get noticed. so no. that, that it's going to be painful.
1: And I think then, then we have to recognize.
0: Woo, what's
1: that? It's foghorn.
0: Oh, it's your phone.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, what in the world is making that? Woo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Uh, the foghorn's over. I picked my phone up. Uh, where were we? <laughs>
0: Oh, sometimes it doesn't require us to do a lot. That's outside of our comfort zone, right? And
1: yeah. but then I think there are the moments once we start noticing people, there's a chance we're going to notice a person that we can perceive there is a need. Yeah, right. We right. can perceive they're they're lost and looking for looking for something. We can perceive that they are confused. We can mm-hmm. see that they yeah. are they maybe they're just standing by themselves and look a little lonely or what. And, and to engage them in a little conversation eventually.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and again. Work within who God has made you to be, but just start being with people, and opportunities will arise.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, here at the hospital church, soon to be Whole Life Church, yeah, we don't have anyone officially titled like mingle mentors or connection connoisseurs <laughs> or you know <laughs> lockdown listeners that you can That's learn. That's because from. it's
1: everybody's duty, but, right? Because,
0: <laughs> but just know that there are a lot of those people here. Mm-hmm. They're not hard to pick out, right? You know, they're not. And sometimes, even if you're on the other side of that, just a simple walk over and just, I mean, say hello, I'm whoever. And it might be the thing that breaks you out of your shell just right. enough to move over and, yeah. and, and and be able to make a connection.
1: Great point, Randy. I, I think that part of church, we, we, I think we come together to celebrate worship together. We yeah. celebrate our God together. We come to rest from our regular life. We, <laughs> we, we come to, to, uh, to serve people. Mm-hmm. And we come for fellowship. And I think it's okay for us to practice this strategy with each other. Yeah. You know, you, you don't have to say, hey, I'm practicing the strategy today. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to talk to you. It might be uh,
0: fun, but yeah. you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But to begin to sure. mingle with a person you haven't. And as much as we are a wonderful, cosmopolitan, ethnically diverse, incredible church in that way, uh, we still oftentimes find ourselves living in silos, silos. of familiarity. Yeah. And so I think it'd really be good. I mean— we have a lot of people that speak Portuguese and Russian and Spanish and sure. a whole group that speak Zomi dialect from Burma. I mean, sort to of have a conversation with a person outside of your circle yeah. enlarges your life and yeah. makes you understand life better. So I, I would encourage us to practice that mingling thing in the body of faith that we might go out during the week and practice it outside sort the body of, it, of faith. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, from the podcast perspective, the most listened to episodes we have, bar none, every year. Is our summer series mm. because people go, wow, that was a good message. I didn't expect that from Javier, talk, Dorcia, whoever, yeah. all, you know, all these different people, Steve. And then they go, oh, the podcast. Now I can find out something personal about them. Right. And it's a, it's a no risk <laughs> Very big safe reward though. on my part because I can just listen. And yet, I hear people all the time. We love the Summer Series. Man, that's like the best thing. And we get to know yeah. we get to know people. And I enjoy it because that's people, great. this year, I don't think I knew anybody mm. personally. I mean, right. I knew who they were, sure. but I didn't know them personally. And then you get their backstory. And those people, each one of them, every time I see them, we now have a connection where we – Say hello, how's it going? Yeah. And sometimes it's brief, but other times it's turned into entire conversations, mm. or you know, so-and-so listened to that episode of the podcast, and right. they came up and said how my story touched them. Yeah. Nice. So thank you for having us on the podcast. So I think even from that, how good it feels and the interest level is clearly there. Right. We just have to break down those self-barriers sure. that keep us from being better together. <laughs> right. So, all right. This week one of our FHC takeaways asked a very simple but profound question. Who needs you to love them with specificity? And this is something like we just talked about. We should be asking ourselves this every single day. And I would also challenge that we don't need to know that person. We don't have to mm-hmm. think through and say, oh, you know, I bet Andy could use it today. Or I bet Jeff, or bet Tom or whoever. Let the Holy Spirit bring that person. Pray mm-hmm. to let the Holy Spirit sure. bring that person so that today, whatever the need is, whoever it is, that somehow in the smallest way you can count on the Holy Spirit to come through and let... You be used. And again, it may not be painful, and you might actually decide that you like it. So each week, there are plenty of takeaways to complement the thoughts and principles of each of our messages. They're great conversation starters, and they're worthy of your time and reflection. So, of course, we feature one of them each week, like we just did here in the podcast. But you can always get all of the week's takeaways in the FHC mobile app or on the sermon archives at hospitalchurch.org. Someone asked me. Two weeks ago, how do I find the takeaways if I forget to grab them on Sabbath in paper form? I'm like, they're on the website. Switch to sermon only and the sermon notes will be there and you'll be able to find them.
1: More than you want.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And our final thoughts this week are from Andy's message. He said, here's your whole life strategy. Go mingle. Connect with people. If you are already a great mingler, connector, then get intentional about consciously wishing for the best for the people around you. Pray for their best. Sympathize with their journey. Listen to them. This may be their greatest need for someone to simply see and hear them. Win their confidence and then invite them to join with you in following Jesus. (laughs) And everything will change in your life and in theirs. And God will smile. I like that thought. And God will smile. And I think (laughs) that's true. All right. So this week, we're still working through this whole life. What's what's next?
1: This week, we're talking about our whole life values. Ooh. And so what, what sort of what undergirds them? We've, we used to have a very long list of values of church, and we were counseled to shrink that list down somewhere you could maybe have a chance so of remembering. remembering all of them <laughs> so we could do some combinations and we'll talk about that next week excellent
0: yeah. so this will all be good leading up to uh, are we doing the name change after well, well, at, we'll, we'll,
1: well at retreat we'll be using it it'll be on everything you'll, you'll be, be you'll you will have seen, seen it, it, it to ad nauseum it <laughs>
0: <laughs> it'll be on everything New from t-shirts the, and the, banners
1: it, and backdrops and programs and yeah everything else
0: okay cool <laughs> well that's gonna do it for this week thanks for listening